0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Crystal Palace Women's Show, brought to you by Eagle Eye View. As always, it's myself, Mike, and my co-host, Phil. Phil, are you there?
1: Hi, Mike. Sorry, I'm just eating my dinner, but yes, I am.
0: How... Ever the How every, every <laughs> <a> professional. <laughs> I'm not too bad, thanks. How are you feeling now?
1: Oh, I'm still a bit sort of not, not great, but I'm gutted that I've missed the last two games, you know, because... You know, obviously a five-one win. Trust me to miss that. But they're both, you know, both both, both been local. So I would, normally, of course, I'd be at Hayes Lane, and I'd have been down at Charlton as well. But I've just been so ill since New Year's Day. Really, it's just taken a lot out of me. But definitely going to be there on Sunday. I don't care what happens. If I get worse or whatever, I'm going to make sure I'm there on Sunday. So I, I'll, I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely be back. Um, uh, to quote Arnie, but I, I just think. Um, I just think that um, it's just typical, isn't it, that we win five one when I'm not there. So, you know, couldn't make it up really.
0: I mean, the players did say that they they did it because you weren't there. They felt motivated <laughs> by your absence. And uh, yeah,
1: thanks. <laughs> although, just
0: kudos, kudos. On any Schwarzenegger any reference is always a plus with me. So, good to see you getting <laughs> one of those in. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been a busy week. Uh, we are. This pod's focusing on looking back at uh, the cup win against Watford on Sunday, um, and looking ahead to return to league action, our first league game of 2023, as we host top of the table London City Lionesses this coming Sunday at six o'clock kickoff. That's right, a six o'clock kickoff at Hayes Lane. Uh, so playing under the lights, um, as you mentioned, we did play last night. It was the the final game of the group stage in the County Cup, obviously delayed because frozen pitch uh, towards the end of last year. Uh, in fact, the, the FA Cup game happened on Sunday because the snow uh, postponed it last year as well. So, the last couple of days we've been playing catch up and fixtures really, which is shortening our break coming out of Christmas. Um, last night, as I say, it was a dead rubber game for us going in. Um, for Charlton, they had a small chance. I don't actually know what the, the score was in in the. Bristol City Lewis game actually, um, I feel like you might better tell me in a minute. So I don't actually know who's on the group.
1: They, I don't think they played last night. You know,
0: um, oh, there
1: was only, only one well, other game: the, which was Sunderland against Leicester. Yeah, so I think Leicester won about five nil or something at Sunderland. But yeah,
0: um, did, that, yeah, that
1: was the only other game. So I, I don't actually think that the other game's been played yet. The final game. All right.
0: So I mean, Charlton we lost two nil last night. So. Um, we played three, lost three, uh, conceded. Was it ten in the end? I think scored one, so we were pretty perfect in the group technically. Um, but for Charlton, I think they they need Bristol City. Though that if if Lewis get any form of point, then Lewis win the group. I think Bristol City have got to beat Lewis. I don't know what the score margin needs to be for that. Um, but I think Charlton's goal difference probably isn't enough because they're the only team that didn't put more than two passes. Um, we've basically been decide- deciding the group with how much we ship. Um there was ship, as in ship- shipping in goals, nothing else. Um, so, yeah, so that happened last night. Uh, only Mark was there, bless him, putting up all the flags. Um, so, can't really talk about that game. Probably don't really want to talk about that game. Um the only thing I would say is uh, we know Ellie Noble got stretched off. Um, and obviously, we wish her the best. Hopefully, it was more precautionary than anything else. Um, and that there's nothing serious there for her. Uh, I don't know how we will find out because nothing like that gets put out, unfortunately. I know a Charlton fan did tweet asking, she's, I, hope she's, I hope she's okay. And she did comment on it. But. In terms of her injury status and stuff, I, I don't know how we'd find out, but and she tells us after a game. Um, but as I say, hopefully it was more precautionary and um, it's nothing serious, if anything at all, for Ellie from last night. But as I say, that, we're, not, we're not going to talk about that game. We, we wouldn't have anything to say about it, really. Uh, and it was a dead rubber for us. It was just, I'm not going to lie, If I was kind of hoping the Bristol game was played first and then they just binned off last night's game as unnecessary. Um, but we do have uh, a, a, be- a much better result to talk about. Um, and that is from the FA Cup on Sunday. I don't know, if, has there been any highlights of it at all, Phil? Do you have to see anything from but it? You know, I've only
1: seen the first goal. I've only seen the first goal, and um, which um, was put on Twitter um, I've looked at the FA player. I must, I must admit, I haven't looked this afternoon, but I did look this morning and I looked yesterday on the FA player, and there's nothing on there. Um, no highlights, no goals um, from the FA Cup. So, um, but there must have been footage because I've seen the fir- a copy of the first goal, which was a screamer, wasn't it, right in the top corner. Um, <clears throat> and um, so I've seen the cop- I've seen the I've seen a video of the first goal, but nothing else. And I, 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 so I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping that it'll be the the highlights or even the full match would be on the FA player at some point, but they're normally on by now. Um, obviously, it's Thursday now and the game was last weekend, so they usually put the highlights on and the goals and everything um, the following Monday, so it doesn't look very hopeful, does it? But they've definitely got footage of it because the first goal was put on Twitter.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Being at the game on Sunday, because um, obviously... We- we already knew that because the game was postponed so the fourth round draw would already be made. And we knew that if we could get through, we'd be playing either the old enemy Durham or Peterborough away. And their game kicked off an hour before, how, before ours. And just before our game started, I, I went online. I looked on the Sky app. There's no scores on there. Uh, I went on the BBC app. I couldn't see any scores. I went on the FA Player um, and I had a look at the, the, the fixtures. And bear in mind the game had gone on for an hour, nothing. Not a single score update, nothing on there. Um it's only it's only because someone told me during I think at half time that um Durham had won one nil that I knew what their result was. Um you know, so it's it was yeah, I don't know if it's just because obviously these were rearranged fixtures and unfortunately there seems to be a, a thing at the moment in, in women's football where because the bare minimum is done in terms of coverage. And I know there are some, some um, journalists who are doing more and more and and trying to provide more coverage, but generally the coverage is at a bare minimum. Um, I I remember reading several times during the world cup about how journalists were on breaks. And so there wasn't extra people to provide more coverage of the women's game. while there's an opportunity to do it. Um, But it almost feels like, because this was a round of fish, there shouldn't have been any football on the weekend. Uh, and it ended up being all these cup tied because of the weather. It's almost like the football world wasn't prepared for it, and has put absolutely nothing on in terms of news, updates, score, you know, highlights, anything really. Which is a, which is a real shame, especially considering it's the FA Cup and it is the third round, and it's the the time when the Championship clubs come into it. Um, you know, and it it's kind of seemed a shame that there's just been you know bugger all coverage of it really.
1: Yeah, it's a real shame because, you know, when you compare it to the FA Cup third round for the men's, I mean, I know they did do a draw, live draw for the FA Cup third round for the women. But when you consider the coverage of the men's FA Cup third round, you know, when all the all the top teams come in and everything, it's just so different, isn't it? And, and um, you know, the FA Cup, to me, you know, when going back to, you know, when I was growing up and stuff years ago, the FA Cup was more important than anything. It was more important in this country than the World Cup final. It was the biggest event of the year, football wise. And there used to be, as you probably remember, Mike, there, there used to be like a whole day's TV, you know, Question of Sport, FA yeah, Cup. Yeah, from question nine o'clock in the morning, the BBC. Yeah, it's a the knockout. Yeah, I mean, started, it, it, didn't it? yeah. Yeah. And it was just like the biggest thing ever. And then obviously, when the Premier League came in in 92, that changed it. I think our FA Cup in 1990 was one of the last ones that was really sort of, you know, captured the imagination of the whole country. And the Premier League came in, then the Champions League came in, it just changed the whole... And then Man United dropped, dropped out think... of the FA Cup one year, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I think it, it went a bit more than that. I remember the Everton Man United, where was Paul out scored and Everton 1-1-0. Won, won, that, that still oh, had yeah. all that kind of coverage. Because you had the year wasn't it? 92, that was 95. Wasn't it 92 or 93 when... <laughs> Both the League Cup final and the FA Cup final, Arsenal versus Sheffield Wednesday. And Arsenal up to 93, yeah. Coming from behind. 93, they won them both, both. didn't they? Yeah. 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 The World Club Championship was when United pulled out, wasn't it? The World Club Championship. Mm. And that was a real kind of blow to it's the devalued It devalued I mean, it? It,
1: it, it, it. It devalued yeah. it. And, and I think he's never recovered from that, to be honest. And you know some of the attendances you get in the third round. I mean, we we I thought out. I don't know what the attendance was, but it looked really busy against Southampton in our third round game for the men. But I just think that it's lost its it's just lost something, and I think it's a shame that the women can't pick it pick up that mantle really, because you know um, it, it, there's not many competitions that a team can win in women's football. I mean, the top teams win everything, top three or four. So just having a decent in any competition for women but just giving someone a cut you know just having a bridgewater or you know um an oxford or someone having a really good cut run to finals i mean what a story that would be you know and i think um i think there should be there should have been much more coverage um it, you know women's football lets itself down as we know from lack of advertising lack of um uh you know, I- information, statistics. <laughs> I mean, you can talk about anything to women's football and it's lacking in some, in, in that area. Um, and I think the FA Cup would have been a really good opportunity to just, like, you know, give g- get it on BBC. Get three games on BBC, you know. Even if it's on the iPlayer, get them on there um, for some shocks. And, you know, there's some cracking games, wasn't there? Newcastle played Wolves. I mean, I think... You know, there was a great opportunity there for um for the for the FA to really push women's football through the FA Cup. Um and I just don't think they've done it and to to not even be able to see the goals from the from, there's been no highlights that I've seen or anything of any of the games. You know, I'd love to see the goals that you know of some of the other games as well as ours. Um, <clears throat> it's just poor. I don't, I just, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on. But um, it, I just find it really frustrating, you know, because um, I, I still haven't seen those goals, and I, w- I would have expected the goals at least to be available to watch. But I, I've no, I've not seen them available anywhere. Certainly I weren't on the FA Player first thing this morning when I checked. Um, but Yeah, so I think there's a long way to go, really, with really pushing the FA Cup for women, for the women. And I think it can really pick up where the men's left off and it could be the most exciting competition in women's football in the UK, in England, really. Because, you know, let's face it, only four teams could ever, at the moment, ever win the... um, the WSL so FA Cup gives you know at least have a decent run I know no one else is going to win it apart from those top four let's face it it's, it's not going to happen but at least someone I could a team could get a good decent draw and get a decent run to the quarterfinals you know a bit of a fairy tale but unfortunately you know they don't really sell it they don't sell the the FA Cup in the way it should be and this and the interest should be really high and but it's just it's just poor. I think you know there's a long way for women's football to go with the way it's managed. I think from behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, I think the thing is there's two things for me. Uh, one is there will be more coverage, or well, I say more of you know, no, some anything or nothing is a, is a, an improvement. But because the the, the the WSL teams come into it in the fourth round, um, and I remember last year I think the fourth round it was like Chelsea. Villa or something like that was on TV. and So there'll be some coverage because obviously football only exists in the WSL um, tier and not beyond that, according to everything. Uh, even all the pundits during the Euros who were trying to big up women's football but only remembered there's one tier. Um, so, you know, there will be some coverage, but, you know, you, nothing beforehand. And, and the problem is, is, see, as it stands... The, the, the Women's FA Cup will never have the magic of it that the men's used to have. At the time, did, I mean, the third round had some, this year had some big shocks in um, the men's one. Um, but as it stands, you know, and it, that could all change as things progress over time. And I think it will once we get to see the bigger leagues and more full-time teams and more investment and stuff. But right now, um, that... Is just it's it they something isn't there because WSL dominates everything, and you know, you might get to you know, get to the fourth round because obviously WSL teams aren't in it yet. You might get didn't cover, think, was it cover, but to the quarterfinals last year or the, the round before it, um, because they avoided playing a WSL team up until that point. Um, but if by some miracle you get. The draw that gets you to the quarter final, then chances are you're going to play a WSL team and you're going out. And if you're playing one of five, certain five teams, you're probably getting hammered on your way out. And then it's like, what's the point? A little bit for me, not for everybody, you know, we've got different views on it, but I kind of feel like what I love with the men's is you've got a chance of winning it. You know, you, if, you, if you draw a Premier League team, especially if you draw them at home, there's a chance of an upset. It happens all the time in a tournament. You know, you've got, even if you get, Man City, well, look, like last night at the League Cup, you know, Southampton beat and outplayed Man City and knocked him out of the League Cup. And Man City under Pep had, had won 15 out of 15 domestic quarterfinals, you know, and they were out outdone last night. It can happen. And, and you know, we, we've seen, I don't know it's the League Cup, but in the League Cup, we've seen League One, uh, sorry, Championship teams get there. We've got to the semis. We've got to the semis as a Championship team. You know, in the FA Cup, we've seen, um, wasn't it like, Oh, uh, who was it that got played against Middlesbrough years ago in the FA Cup semi-final? Um,
1: oh, that got Chesterfield got there, didn't they? To the yes, with the, the semi, that, like
0: semi-final it, or something like that. It, it was like know, three, all so wasn't it? it and it, they, were,
1: they were they were robbed as well. It yeah. was three all draw, and they were robbed. It was yeah. ridiculous.
0: Yeah. But you know, it can it can happen in that. But in the women's at the moment, unless you support Chelsea, Arsenal, City, United maybe Spurs, Villa now, will, you know, with the standards that they're making, will start, I think, they're going to start pushing themselves into the argument. But let's just support one of those teams, you know, and I'm sure then it cuts Cups exciting for you. For everyone else, it's just biding your time. You know, it's hard to get excited. Like, don't get me wrong. I, it was I enjoyed being there, Cup, FA Cup Day on Sunday and, you know, a tie that was a winnable tie, but had a chance, you know, for a scout as well and you know, I knew it would be competitive and, and it was enjoyable. Um, and knowing that we've we we weren't playing a WSL team in the fourth round helped, because the fourth round, although to be a difficult game, you know, for, for any of the teams going through, would be deemed as a an, an opportunity to advance again. But at some point, like you know, a couple of years ago, I, I did when well, I did the pod of my own last week, I did the stats of our history since we've been in the championship, and it's not it's not great. You know, and a couple of years ago, we got through the third round and we got our Drew After and we lost nine nil. And you just think, well, what was the, what was the point of that? that as a waste, of, just a waste of time. It's not even a competitive game, you know. Wouldn't even be enjoyable going to go and watch. So at the moment, I think it's it's impossible as it stands for that magic to exist there in the FA Cup for the women because it's too lopsided. It's the same as the Conti Cup. If you get out of the group, and obviously there's going to be a championship team in the um, the knockouts because our group was all championship teams. So they'll be in the quarterfinals. Probably that's been as far as they go. Because, you know, once you get out of the group stage, if you manage to, you're just going to play the best teams. So, and it's just, you're just going to get knocked out. And it's just like, it's hard to get excited about that, I think, personally. Um, You know, then that's what needs to change. You've got, fans need the belief that their team, they can see their team win something. And this is coming from a Palace fan to another Palace fan of which we've never seen our club win a major trophy because we've never won a major trophy. But we still have that belief. And we've had two FA Cup finals in the last, um, what, 26 years. Um, You know, and in both finals should have won, (laughs) you know, against Man United. And it's just, you need that belief that you can, that you can do. And it just, doesn't exist, in you know, I'm unless we we storm the second half of the season and win the win the, the championship. I ain't never going to see AJ go up and pick up a trophy, you know, and have all those celebrations and stuff. Those players aren't going to get to have those moments, and it's just for me, it's just a real shame. That's what kind of undoes the potential of the magic of the cup for me personally.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it's ridiculous, isn't it, that only only five or six, maybe Tottenham could be added to Villa there because they've just made a couple of signings. But I think you're right, I think there's only... You know, if you get any of those top six teams, you've got no chance. I mean, when you think that um, Sunderland lost 5-0 at home to Leicester, who can't hardly win a game in the, super, in the Women's Super League, you know, it says it all really, doesn't it? But um, just to just to go back to the point about the end of, the, of our Quantity Cup group, um, Lewis and Bristol City is next Wednesday, the 18th, and they're playing at six o'clock, which if I was a Bristol City fan who wanted to travel to that game, I'd find that probably quite difficult if I was going straight from work, you know. Um. So yes, yeah, so six o'clock on the 18th. Lewis against Bristol City. They they sort of they tried to try to replay that at Bristol City. Um. Even though Lewis were due to play at home, and then that was also postponed, and now it's back at Lewis again. Now this is the third time of asking this this, this next week. Let's hope it does. Apparently, it is going to snow next week. So whether or not it goes ahead, I don't know. But yeah, n- n- all the all the final games are on the 18th next Wednesday. So that would be the end of the sort of the group stages and to be honest, good riddance because I just can't stand it. I think the format's awful and, you know, it's just frustrating competition that um, for a team to come in like, you know, Chelsea and Arsenal can come in at the quarterfinals, win three games and they've won a trophy, you know, it's just ridiculous. You've got to, it's it's hardly any effort to win something, you know. And the final of course is at Sellers this 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 season as well. So it's bound to be one of those top four teams, I would imagine, you know, who wins it and probably playing against unless the draw's unfavourable and they all play each other and, and knock each other out up to the final. The the draws the, you know, the, the final's gotta be two of those top four against each other like it always is. Only three teams have ever won it in the last eleven years that it's been running that competition. So yeah, I mean, it makes you wonder, you know, no wonder people aren't interested and there's hardly anyone there. I did. I mean, you know, Palace didn't have that many people there last night. I think Mark was there and then Chris joined him in the second half. So, you know, Um there's no interest and they've got to do something about it. It needs a massive revamp, the Conti Cup. And and there almost needs to be a cup competition that someone outside of the top four is able to win to make it interesting, you know, because let's face it, even like one of the top teams in the division below would have a chance if the, if the Super League teams weren't in that and it was just like a league cup for the non women's Super League, any of those teams in the champ in the championship and any of the top teams in the divisions below like Oxford and Wolves and, Watford, they they all have a chance on their day, you know, beating anyone. But unfortunately, it's set up so that one of the top teams only has to win three games to win it. It's just ridiculous. And um I don't think there's any even any prize money either. So there's absolutely no incentive for anyone to go for it and try and win it. There's no benefit really. A lot of teams probably use it to use their squad players so they can give, give you know, give an out, an out into some of the players that don't play that regularly in the league. Shambles of a competition, really. They need to really look at that because it's doing a disservice to women's football, that competition, I'm afraid. And I'm surprised that Conti, Conti, Continental tyres want to be associated with something that is so poorly received, you know, and poorly advertised as well. So, um, yeah, it needs to change, doesn't it, Mike?
0: I think as well, just, I noticed since the other week when I saw like something listed that the teams that qualified so far. Obviously, there's five groups and then the teams that are in Europe don't come into the quarterfinals. Obviously, City didn't make it that far in Europe so they got put into the groups. And then the group they got put in is the only group that's got two teams that qualify from it. Every other group's got one team qualifies from it. So, effectively, they've just protected City so the teams didn't go far enough in Europe to to just automatically jump to the knockout stages, which is ridiculous anyway. But their group, they've protected them and Liverpool in the end by having that. That's the group that two teams qualify out of, whilst it's one from the rest. How can you have that imbalance of, you know, it, it shouldn't be one from each group. If, you, if need be, do playoffs afterwards. Do you know what I mean? Or like the do like the second best, the, the best. Place team or whatever, something so that it's not just oh that group can have two teams qualify from it because they're not the only team group of five. Group A's got five teams in it as well, so Villa have won that group and United have come second. So United aren't in the quarterfinals, which I mean I'm happy about because it's United, so good. But but you know they they surely they'd have the argument about to say well wait a minute why is it two go out of that group of five but only one out of this. You know, so it, it, the whole the whole competition is just a, a, a mess designed to to favour certain teams, and it's a shambles. But you know, it's be the big. You know, there's we know there's a lot of a lot of changes still need to happen um, in in the women's game. But be that as it may, having just sat here and said that it's kind of there isn't the magic, it's kind of pointless in the. cup, <laughs> We did play in the cup on Sunday, and at the moment. It, the magic is there a little bit because, as I say, we we had a, a tie that was uh, a, a good tie to have, a winnable tie, but one that could also easily go the other way. As I said last week, um, when I put it on my own, um, and we had a fourth round draw, which is a game that is is winnable. It can be bloody tough, um, but you know it, it's a fellow championship team, so you know that gives you the, the, the hope of actually, you know, that's another tie we could get through. So there was that that excitement on there. Um took place at Hayes Lane. Wasn't a very big crowd, sadly. Um there was a group of us uh in of the loyal in, in in amongst the flags. absolutely poured down for most of the game. Um although the sun randomly came out of ten minutes ago and we were, we all didn't know what it was. But uh <laughs> like to sort of turn a large beacon on in a corner somewhere. But um before I was going with this now. But yeah, no, so it, yeah, it was it wasn't a very big crowd, sadly. Probably similar to Lewis in the, the Conti Cup. Um I couldn't tell you the numbers. I I don't get sent the team sheets anymore, so I couldn't tell you the what what our attendance figures were. Um and I don't even know where they'd be put, to be honest with you. But I think it, it's fair to say I'd be interested to see what the attendance would be this Sunday, because the last two games at Hayes, which have been Cup games, it's been Really poor, and that's off the back of the previous game for the last league game at home at Sellers being a record crowd of 1900. Um, so but obviously, the main club, according to them, games at Hayes don't exist, and therein lies the problem. But anyway, so it was a small crowd. Um, but the FA Cup, I'll have to talk about it, I suppose, because you you weren't there to see the game. um So if, unless you want to just make up a review quickly and we can just read the tape.
1: You know, um, I'm, I'm really interested in hearing your views because um, I haven't, I mean, I've heard a little, a few little comments about how we played and the goals and stuff, but to actually have a, because I wasn't there and it's quite rare for me not to be at a game. Is I'm I, I, I'm really interested in hearing your view your review of the match really because it will give me a bit of insight that I, I, I won't get otherwise. So um, I can't really add anything. I've only seen the first goal on Twitter, <laughs> um, but I'd be really interested in um, in hearing how how we played and um, it you know did we move the ball quick quick how did we score the goals I mean did we move the ball quicker to create chances or was it just because we were stronger physically I mean just interested really and. Um, I don't know if you can remember each of the goals, but a, a description of those would be really great as well. But um, that, because we haven't seen any footage of them, you might not remember them all anyway, given that there was five of them as well.
0: Yeah, I'll do my best. Um, I've not been able to recap, so that is, that is a bit of a bugger. Um, do you know what, also, we, we lined up. Uh, so Natalia Negri played in goal, um, which was only her second appearance for the team. Uh, we had in, now what i'm gonna say what it looked like the formation was at kickoff i'm not gonna lie we were standing there a few of us having a conversation about what actually was the formation because every time I've, i i said what i thought it was which is what i'm about to say but then as we've seen in previous games everyone has kept moving around that at times it was impossible to have a clue what else was going on you want to <laughs> um but it looked like a four five one so, um, so Natalia was in goal. Uh, Kirsten Riley was at right back. Um, Fliss was at left back. AJ and Lizzie were our centre backs. Then you had Chloe Arthur, uh, in the holding role in midfield. And in front of Chloe was, uh, Coral and Holly. And then out wide, we had, uh, Polly on one wing and, um, Oh God! Oh no! <laughs> Someone else who never win. Uh, oh, we'll have to. I'm going to have to look it up now. That's, that's terrible. Oh, I'm sorry, Annabelle. Good, I can't forget that. Uh, Annabelle was on the other wing, um, and then Hughesy up front. And we let me just. I have to ver- Do you know what? This is embarrassing. I have to verify that lineup now. It's been, a, <laughs> been a few days. Uh, see, see this even has the Women's effort Cup on there. Mm-mm-mm. This is this is uh pro- professional. Um, cracking. So that, that lineup's not on the sky. So yeah, so yeah, so he, he's up front in the middle? So she was the focal point. Um, and as I say, it looked like a four-five-one uh, with Annabelle and Polly. Polly was definitely out the right wing, but then, literally about two minutes in. Uh, it looked like Annabelle would come in more na- in, more central and um, like Holly was wired up on the left and stuff. So it got really confusing as to to, to where everyone was. But let's say a 4 5 one was um, how it looked like we lined up. And, you know, Watford, they had a couple of our um, ex-players starting. So Megan started, uh, Dre started, B was on the bench Um and you know, which I was quite relieved with. And it was it was always going to be a tough game because, as I said on the pod last week, you know they are they do Watford they're doing really well in the league currently, uh, second in the table. They're trying to chase down Oxford, uh, trying to get you know trying to get back up for the first time of asking, scoring goals, not conceding many. You know they're in, they're in the form, um, and as we saw with Bridgewater last year, you know we went there and Bridgewater were in form, they weren't conceding goals, and they beat us one nil. So. And for us, obviously, our last game was the win against Durham, but we'd had a kind of mixed bag of results before that. So it was, it, you know, it had the, it had the potential to be a banana skin because Watford were going to come there and they were going, they'd have looked at it and if, you know they'd have seen it as an opportunity. Um, and it was kind of a, a game of two halves of the team, effectively, because we we definitely dominated the ball. Um, which we do in most games. In all fairness, we we dominate the ball a lot, um, even in games when we've lost. Maybe not against Bristol City. I don't think we ever seen the ball against Bristol City, but you know, and a lot of games we've played this season, you know, we are we are confident on the ball. Right? We've we always have been. We pass, we move it around. We pass it. We want to have the ball, um, which is a real positive of us. And we were we were so again, um, and going forwards. You know, we there's a lot of skill there. I mean, in Annabelle alone, you know, the the, the magic she's got in her feet can cause so many problems. And Polly was 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 getting into, you know, was getting into positions a couple of times first half. She she was getting the ball and just cutting into the box, going past one or two defenders. And um, obviously Coral, you know, we've heard we, we we all know what the talent that Coral's got. And and Holly had a really good game. It was Holly's best game for us so far, I think as well um you know we we looked really confident um going forward and it's weird because defensively it was like it wasn't like you know we we weren't slaughtered at the back or anything like that um but we you know we do know obviously, pace is in century and the defense is isn't is our is strong point and Watford a few times um they tried to to take advantage of that um but generally, you know, we 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 kept with Bayer a lot a lot of the time. Um, in fact, actually, it was the age old story of really what what when Watford came forward. You know, we most of it we had under control. We we, we kind of caused our, our own problem with the old passing out the back. Um, you know, and because it was literally it, we, we didn't even mix. It wasn't even changed up. It was uh, the we we'd spot the ball pass it to right to AJ and every time and after about 20 minutes when we hadn't switched it up and like passed it to Lissary, um, just to make it different they started pushing for the Helen Ward and a couple of other players started pushing forward so when AJ then got the ball there was not really any space and there were opportunities where a few times where like Polly out wide on the right was in tons and tons of space but it AJ would get the ball and drive forward centrally, we'd move it central. We perhaps didn't, that, that, didn't make the most of the opportunity of the space out wide. But it i I say we were we were quite we were controlled at the back, but it was, I think, I feel like that Natalia had to make what she made one absolute quality save. Um absolute quality save. And that was caused by ourselves. <laughs> where, again, she, she, it was at 2-0, I think it was, and she played the ball to AJ. AJ's played the ball to Chloe in the edge of the box, who has it picked off of her, and they shoot, and then Natalie makes a superb save. Um, but generally, the first half, it, it was... it was You could see that going forward, we had the better quality. Um, and it was one of those games... You know you know when you watch a game, and it's two teams different divisions, and the, the lower division team are competing, the combative, they're not setting the world alight or anything, but you know, they they they're in the game and that and then it's it's the the, the extra bit of quality that the, the higher rate team has in them just cuts them open and, and scores. And it was kinda like that. You know, and we did it early and it was um I think it might have been Annabelle play out wide and she's she's I think about the thirty minutes she's passed the ball back to Holly and we're thinking she's just gonna cross it in from she's outside the box whereas you'd have seen it and she ended up putting <laughs> curling in it, 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 it wasn't hit with like venom it wasn't like smashed top bins it was curled floated top bins absolute beautiful goal you know if you're going to score for your first your first goal for the club that's one way to do it I tell you Um, you know and it absolute fantastic goal and put us ahead and and um, we were putting, you know, when we were getting forward, we were putting pressure on and trying to move the ball about. Um, and then it, the, the second goal was absolute magic from Annabelle. She she picked up the ball inside the Watford half to the left. So as we're looking at at it from the from the the, ter, the lowest Terrace to the left, and she's cut inside, and it, it felt like. I mean, I'd love to see it back. I'm probably about to exaggerate, but she beat about five Watford players. She just cut through the middle of them into the box. And I think she's tried to chip it over the keeper who's got a touch on it, but it's fallen back to Annabelle to to put in the back of the net. And it would have been an absolute travesty if it hadn't have gone in the first time. You know, it was just... What I've said she could do to teams all season long. Um, Just just carved them apart. Couldn't get a foot on her. Um, And it made it 2-0. And at that point, it was we were in control and you're thinking we're going to go and score more goals here and then it absolutely poured down from about it felt like for about the last 15 minutes it absolutely hammered it down and during that spell it just felt like they Watford dealt with the conditions a bit better and we got a little bit sloppy um, and then the officiating howler started and the I'm not going to lie it was one of the worst officiating but the ref and then the second half the lino it's sort of the worst officiating performances I've seen for both teams. And obviously what everything I'm about to say is it's just from um one like just from seeing it firsthand in the moment. So I may be wrong if I've sort of got to see the replays and stuff, it, it may prove I was wrong. But right before half time at 2 0, there's a minute spell where I thought Watford should have had two penalties. Uh the first was we gave a free kick away and injured box just outside the box. And when the free-kicks hit, I thought it hit Fliss's hand out to her left. Um, It's kind of hit her body and the hand, but it very much looked looked like it hit her hand. No Watford Watford players appealed for it, but it looked like, for me, it hit her hand and and it should have been a penalty. And then about a minute later, we put ourselves under pressure again in the box. And the players cut across from left to right inside the box. And AJ goes, slides in with a, t- with a tackle. And the ball, again, just seeing see it firsthand, it looked like the ball had already gone away and AJ's just taken out the player. And the referee tells the player to get up and wave, o- and play, waves the game on. So I think, obviously, he's got the ball. But all day long, it look, I'd love to see it again because it, it looked like it was just a pure foul in the box. Um, and then we go up the other end and just right on half-time, Um, Coral puts a ball into the box which Annabelle gets to the near post and hits first time into the corner and it's 3-0 and it was like a pivotal couple of minutes where Watford could have got back into it and ended up going at half time out of it Um, and uh, it it really rocked them because when we came out the second half for the first 10 minutes or so maybe 15 it was like Watford hadn't come out at all we literally we just we picked up the ball from it's the half started Annabelle got hold of the ball carved through a load of players crossed it to the box where Polly ran onto it and she had all the time in the world to control the ball, tear it up look up, defenders come in put it top corner fantastic finish again um, but she had so much time to do it you know and we had two more great chances which both went over the bar and Watford were just nowhere to be seen and you look at it thinking we're gonna. this could be like double figures and then the game kind of um, petered out a bit. Substitutions were being made. And, um, you know, we we kind of... We weren't as, attacking as much. Um, we, had, you know, we, we were having shots. We were getting some saves out of the keeper. But they, they weren't really... Uh, you know, they were kind of straight at her type thing. Um, but obviously, we are falling up and comfortable. And then they... B comes on. And I think if B had started the game, maybe in a bit of a different scenario, because she was a handful when she came on. But their goal, B goes into the box with Kirsten, and they're tussling. And from our end, obviously we're down the other end, but from where we are, from behind, it looked it looked for all the world that B has shoved or knocked over Kirsten, um, which knocks Kirsten off the ball. Kirsten goes down injured and ends up being subbed off. But it then leaves B to have the ball turn around and pass it inside and they score. Um and for us it it, it looked like it was a foul and it, it shouldn't have counted. Um but it's then four one. And then the Lino, because the rest just stuck giving just weird decisions. Um fouls that just weren't there. Uh, Coral got booked, I think, for a shirt pull. But then one of their players took out Annabelle from behind and didn't even get a free kick. Um, whilst Annabelle was out injured, we ended up putting it out for a throw, uh, so it wasn't even a fa- it wasn't even a foul given, and let alone a card. It was just ludicrous. And then the ball gets played over the top, uh, possibly by Annabelle to Polly. She Polly runs, she overtakes the defender, gets onto the end of the ball, and it's just going inside the box out, you know, to, to the side, flagged for offside. And we're all there like, how's that offside? She's she's overtaken the defender to get to the ball. And then Molly Sharp came on. And then again, the ball gets played over the top. Molly runs, overtakes the defender, gets onto the ball first, scores 6-1. Oh, sorry, that would have been 5-1 at the time, disallowed. Uh, As you know, that would have been, we'd scored a fifth ball in. So it would have been 6-1. And it gets this loud offside, and we're like again. It, it, it literally looked like the the, the line. was just making it up, and again, I might be completely wrong because I, I can't see the highlights to to see it back. But Molly has overtaken the defender to get to the ball, um, and for me, it should have counted. But before then, it was Page who'd come on. She was causing problems, and she ran it. She. Battled away into the box, put put the ball across for it to tuck it in, which made it five. Um, so yeah, it, it was just we, you know, that our attacking, what we, we, you know, our attacking prowess was there. Um, Annabelle caused all sorts of problems. Um, you know, five goals, fantastic to see some some beautiful goals as well. Um, I was surprised by Watford; I, I expected them to offer more. Um, but we did even in, this, in the second half again from playing out the back, we gave the ball away, and um, they had a great chance. And Natalia came out and saved it with her face. And uh, Natalia had a great game. She looks, you know, for a 19 years old, you know, what what a fantastic. I know she's England under 19, but what a fantastic second choice keeper to have. You know, really blessed there. Really, really blessed with two great keepers. Um, but no, overall, you know, it was it was it was great fun to watch goals. You know, p- shots, moving the ball around, playing it, it, some hairy moments in the back. But as I say, it was the age-old thing of it was us causing ourselves the problems, trying to play out the back and it not working. Um, and you know, I, I do wonder uh, a better forward line could have caused problems to our back, our back two, um, and that could be something we see on Sunday. Um, but no, you know, really enjoyable game. You know, really great. Um, as I say, goals galore and um, lots and lots, you know, just yeah, just really enjoyable. It great to see a you know, really good performance from Holly. So, Natalia was superb in goal. Um, you know, and it was funny because I predicted 3-1 and I said that Husey would score twice. I originally said her and Annabelle would score one each and changed it to Husey would score twice and, and Annabelle would get two assists. And Annabelle, I think, did get to assist in the end, but she scored twice. <laughs> so, but um, it's been coming. And it, I, Annabelle, for me, is a player that you, we, if, if she, if if she stays for a long time, she's a player we build the team around, because um, she's only going to get better and better. Um, but yeah, so it was. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how that came across, but uh, that's the general gist of the game.
1: That's really interesting, Mike, and actually it gave me a really good understanding. I mean, I was really gutted that I missed um, Polly's first goal because she she nearly scored. She was unlucky not to get on the end of the goal at um, Lewis when Kirsty just sort of tapped it in, but um, Uh, we thought I think it was given to Polly initially and then Kirsty was uh, announced as the goal scorer. But I'm really gutted, yeah, because I think I've I've always thought Polly had, had, I mean, she used to get up and down that line when she played wing-back earlier in the season, but pushing her up a little bit further, I think she gives us a little bit more attacking threat because we really miss Izzy, don't we? So having someone else up there with with the legs, you know, to get up and down, I think she's a very strong player, um, Polly. And I'm really pleased that she scored her first goal. Um, I'd love her to stay. Um, I know she. I don't know whether or not she's going to go back to Australia at the end of the season. I know we've only got her on loan, but I would absolutely love her to stay for another year at least. I think she's a really good player. Um, and um, yeah, really, really glad for her to, that she scored her first goal for us. And um, yeah, it was a great, great win. I mean, obviously, you don't get. A complete um, picture from Twitter, and I was following it very closely on Sunday, um, but it did look like we dominated possession, like you said, and it. And I think Annabelle, I agree with you. I think that she's just an exceptional footballer, isn't she? She's she just makes things happen, and. Uh, and I think that she um, she's got an incredible future ahead of her. And uh, you're right, we should be building. You build. I mean, you know, you, you get players like that, you build a team around them because you want them on the ball as much as possible. So you almost build your team to get to get that player in space on the ball because you know the damage they can cause. So um, I, I'm, yeah, I'm absolutely with you with that Regarding Annabelle, I think she's an exceptional footballer. And um, yeah, a little bit concerned to hear that you know we gave the ball away on the edge of the box or around our box. Again, um, on occasions, you're right. If we do that against a team like London City, we will get punished. You know, we know that um, when they beat us 5-1 last season, um, uh, a lot of that was our own doing, you know, giving the ball away at sitting in silly positions. Um, We can't afford to do that this week. So that's a bit of a concern. Um, We, you know, even against Watford, we didn't keep a clean sheet. And I just think, again, we just look like we... Gonna have to score two goals to win every game. Conceded another two against Charlton the other night, last night. So uh, I'm a little bit, still a little bit, not sure that we've got the um, we've got the solidness at the back that we need. Um, so we just have to sort of keep working on that. But yeah, I mean, a lot of it I just find is down to making the wrong choice. Sometimes you know, passing the ball to someone who's under pressure on the edge of your box, you just don't do it. Why would you take the risk, you know? Um, sometimes you just have to go long if there's nothing on short. And yeah, so that's my main concern. But thanks for the uh, review. It's been really, uh, really quite enlightening to hear that. I think sometimes
0: it was just, you know what, if we'd have mixed it up a bit, because that's the thing, because Watford were doing it, but like, and a lot of the time, just obviously second half, the keeper was in front of us and she pass it to Megan. But sometimes she'd pass left. And that was the thing was, I think if like in that first half, if it was like three or four times we passed it to AJ and then we passed it to Lizzie, you're just mixing it up. But because it was always to AJ, always to AJ, after a while, you could see it. The Watford players knew. So Helen Warden that knew and with her experience and everything, I'd imagine she was telling those around her, close in because we weren't doing it any different. So they they, could, they knew to just put everyone in front of AJ. We were still passing to her anyway. You know, so it was just, if I think if it had been mixed up a little bit, um, but you know it was, and then second off was when Kirsty went off injured. Um, AJ switched to right back as Philbs came on as centre back, and you know AJ was superb at right back, as we know, as we know she is. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's a little bit. I, I do think, as I say, we are we are a tale of two teams at the moment because, um, you know we've, we've got some real with everyone fit. There's some real attacking talent in there. Um. We are so capable if we just find our groove of punishing teams. We haven't done it enough yet. You know, we like to keep the ball, but we haven't been deadly and ruthless enough. If we haven't found that formula at the other end of the pitch. Uh, that, that's creating lots of chances. That's putting them under pressure. That's finding the back of the net. And the problem is, is we are. you're right, we, are, we haven't got that solidity in defence this season. Um, I mean, we haven't had that. In any season since we come up, in all fairness, not regularly. You know, we, we do the old game where we'll put in, you know, like we did away. You know, we'll go to away to Durham and that, and we'll, we'll really grind out and graft and you know, put that battle in performance and, and get a one 0 win. But consistently, that the teams that go up consistently dominate defensively every 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 game or virtually, you know, ninety percent of the games in the season, and we haven't found that formula yet. Um, and you know, and we probably have to compensate for it still. So, which then takes away perhaps a little bit of what we could do going forward. Um, but no, it was, as I say, you know, it, it had the real potential to to go in and lose that game because, as I say, Watford are in form, they're flowing and winning games, scoring goals. And, you know, and we have been intermittent. Um, we've had injuries and stuff as well. So, yeah. Um, you know, it, it had the potential so to go and not just win, win 5-1 after the break as well. Um, you know, real credit to the team because Durham, who played Peterborough, who were about three leagues below, I think, only won 1-0. So, um, you know, for us to do what we did, you know, against a really competitive Watford, you know, Watford team. Um, you know, real credit to them for, for coming out and starting it. It was important. It was important to start the year because effectively, it's back-to-back wins now because of all the postponements. The last game we played last year was the Lewis League game away, which we won 1-0. So it's important for everybody, for the club and the staff, and the players, that we, we we started the new year with a win and, and a good performance. And that, and that is what we got. You know, yes, as I've said, there's moments with the, with the passing out in the back, et cetera, But it was overall, it was a good performance, a you know, really enjoyable performance. Um, it could have wielded more goals as well. Um, so there should be six, in my view. Um, Molly should have had one, and you know, it, lots and lots to you know, it's a really thoroughly enjoyable. Despite getting absolutely soaked, uh, really thoroughly enjoyable day. Um, and we move through, and it's the old enemy now: Battle of Maiden Castle, Part Two, uh, at the end of the month. And you know, hopefully, maybe we can we can go on a little bit further and and, and get another tie. Um, back at home if we could get through. So, you know, no, it was a real really important start and I'll no last night's result, but um what we need to do going into this Sunday, we need you know, we need to look at what we did on last week. Um take the positives from that and take the positives what you know from Lewis away. And um the Condi Cup just has not been our competition this year at all. Um and, you know, we just need to write that off last night. That's that's out of the way. It's unimportant. And um, let's focus on how and what the things we did right last week and um, you know different different threats we're about to discuss, I'd imagine, but you know, different threat to what we're gonna face this Sunday. But um you know let's let's use the positives and, and to take into it.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And I think going into the game, despite the fact that we lost last night, I think going into this game on Sunday um with our last home game being a 5-1 win i think it's going to give us a bit of a boost actually and we sh- we've got no excuse for not being confident going into that game we've already beaten london city once in the first game of the season so you know we can go there and we can we can we can you know we we can go out on on sunday evening and really try and replicate that performance against watford so yeah yeah let's let's hope that we can we, I think I think like a lot of our games, and I think a lot of games in that league. I think the first goal is really important. It's it sets the tone for the match. Um, we've we've been very good, especially away from home, of going one nil up and hanging on to it. Um, but I do think that first goal is going to be important again in this one in this one this weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean it's going to be not considered early, isn't it? Because I think we've done it before with city considered early on. And I mean, like I remember we played them at home last year and. We were we were all over them and went one 0 down. And then we were all over them and went two 0 down, and it was a bizarre game, was it? We lost five one, but up and you know for long periods of it, we're a better team. Um, so yeah, it's we need to keep it tight. Um, just because I think if we concede early, we could be in all heaps of trouble. But um, you know, if we can keep it keep keep it tight, keep them out, and and do our thing going forward, you know, we'll as the game goes on. Um, we will create our chances for us. Um, I suppose obviously we're talking about it, so we might as well uh discuss it while we're here. Uh, in fact, actually, before we do, I just want to point out um, I mentioned last week that Charlie Clifford had left, um, it's gone to Ebbs it's now randomly got announced by on the club page web Facebook page yesterday, um, bizarrely a week after, but um, we know Charlie's left, um. Uh, but also, Hope Smith, uh, another young goalkeeper for us. Uh, England, under, I think she's in the England under-17s. Um, but she has gone on loan to Millwall. Uh, so she'll be there for the second half of the season. Hopefully she'll get some game time. She'll be playing with Jim O'Brien, I believe. And maybe, I swear there's someone else that's ex-Palace there as well. Uh, but I can't think of who it is off the top of my head. Um, but so we wish Hope the best of luck for the rest of the season. Um and yeah, obviously with Izzy out as well. We've we've talked well, I said we talked I talked to myself last week, uh, about whether there's gonna be with you know, some with three squad places up. Um, you know, whether we'll see some incomings and I don't know what the score is with that. Uh I mean we're just for it to men's side as well. Um and it feels like a an impending doom. But uh the you know I think if, if we want to kick on because we, we want we don't, we don't want to be mid table. It's a really tough league this year. Everything's narrow margins, but we want to get up as high as up it as we can. We're not. We could still win the league as a very long shot. We're, we're six points off. We beat London, if we beat London City on on Sunday. We're close to within three points of them. You know it, it is all to play for still in this league at this moment in time. And I feel if we could get a few reinforcements in. Uh, especially with with the moves that are being made in the WSL, you've got to feel like like with like Villa and stuff like that. With Villa signing the players that they're bringing in, that's got to surely free you know see one or two going out, um, and that's going to be happening across the different teams. So I don't know what the availability is. I don't know what we've got that we can do. Um, obviously, I think we would have made ten thousand, wouldn't we, from winning on Sunday, um, but. I don't know what you feel, but I feel hopefully we'll, we'll possibly see a few coming in. And, and the thing is, I think we need to, be because I know we did a lot this summer, uh, and it sounds greedy, but you've got to progress, haven't you? And um, like Chelsea, yes, oh, sorry, Charlton brought in Alex Hennessy. They confirmed that yesterday, didn't they? Obviously, who we had on loan last season. Um, Coventry are supposedly signing everybody and building the, a Champions League team. Um <laughs> And but they are, you know, they're doing business, so they're going to bet. And we've got them oh, in two games time. I, I fear, I dread it so much. Uh, in fact, if if they lose, which they should do on Sunday to Bristol City, so they've got zero points. I would put, I'm tempted to put the entire mortgage on them beating us. Um, this is the palace way, isn't it? We end everyone's <laughs> men and women's team. and everyone's. If you're on a crap run, we'll end it for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know they're they're, they're doing business and. You've got to imagine, I think Birmingham have already done a bit as well. I feel like they've signed someone. Um, and um, oh, so who's just signed? Southampton have signed a goalkeeper. they signed Bridgewater's goalkeeper. Um, so, teams are doing business. So, we... And you know, and some of those teams are teams that are already above us and doing, having a great season. So, you know, we, we need to do... A bit defensively is that's where we need it for me. It's center, just center backs, um, you know. But w feel I kind of just feel that we need to we definitely need to do something in that area.
1: Yeah, and we've said it, haven't we, for the last two or three years, that you know we really need a commanding, dominant center back. Um I mean, I I, I think especially. um but, but, you know, when you're playing in defence, I think you need defenders who can defend first and foremost. And we've been playing a right back in the middle, you know, and I think AJ is a really good right back. I think that's her best position. Um, Agreed. And I think we've been playing Amy um, in central defence since the end of last season. And I think Amy's a better midfielder. I, don't, I think she lacks the pace at the back, but, you know, we need pace in that central area um and i think we it's, it's been seen this season where teams have hit us on the counter attack and we've just not been able to you know we have lack you can see our lack of pace by the way that teams have scored against us this season so i think amy is much better suited as a sort of a holding defensive midfielder and i think that she's a really good player in that position i think she's a really good footballer i mean obviously she's been out injured anyway but um i just think we need more pace in the middle at the back um Lizzie's done well when she's come in, but again, she's not blessed with the most pace either. Um, So I just think, you know, when you consider the types of goals that we've conceded, you know, it it sort of goes in spells, doesn't it? Because we conceded a lot of goals from crosses last season um, and we seem to be defending crosses much better. But then this season, it's been breakaways against us where we've just been... Not at the pace to keep up, you know, the ball through and that's it. They're, you know, their forwards have been quicker than us, and, and that's been a real issue this season. So, it all, you know, it goes in different spells, the types of goals that we seem to be conceding, but we seem to be sort of working on improving in one area and then something else happens. But I think we need, I think, I mean, if we could bring in two players, I think I would want them to be two central defenders. I think we need two players back there. Um, maybe to play alongside um, Anna Philby, if we're going to play three at the back. I think Anna can slot in there. Um, uh, but I do think that um, we need two central defenders. I really do. I think everywhere else, you know, because we've got Rhianne R- coming back and I think, you know, I think I understand she's been in training, so she can't be too far away. I was almost expecting to see her name on the bench against Charlton, but I don't think I she think could be going that
0: going far. She's going to be away. there on Sunday, last Sunday. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: So, you know, I think we've got, you know, we've still got, that's that's like a new player up front for us, you know. Um, and I still think we've got the, the attacking threat. If we can stop conceding the goals, we will always score goals. I think we've got the players to do that. Um, it's just that we need to um, stop putting so much pressure on ourselves by conceding goals from breakaways and stuff. Um, we do leave. Our, I mean, the way we play, it's great to watch, and you know, it's. It, I think it's brilliant that we we attack so much, but we do leave ourselves open, and we play a very high line. And if you haven't got the pace, that high line can be exposed. And some of the goals we've conceded this season have been down to that.
0: Well, that's the thing, is it? Because I know we we sound like a broken record, don't we? But that's the thing. Like for me, the, that two elements we just you know we just don't have. In, in that back line, in the centre back line, is dominance in the air, you know, that, that player who's gonna win ninety percent of the headers, who will rough up attackers a bit, you know, who will be a menace. Because you know, a lot most successful teams have that have at least one of those that type of defender in, in there with them. You know. Um we we don't have that. And then but the other thing with pace, as you say, we play an incredibly high line. Our full backs if you watch them, when we have the ball, because we're confident on having the ball, and we want the ball. Our fullbacks play like at the halfway line, you know, and they're moving inside and everywhere. So we we get quite a lot of the time, really. And it's you know, which which one of the things that probably doesn't help when for like AJ and Lizzie this season is it's the two of them sitting there, <laughs> there in the middle on their own a lot of the time because we play a really high line. So if we lose the ball, we get counted on really quick. And what you're countering on with with the the opposition team is, you know, you get the ball, you're you're running at two centre-backs who are together in the middle of the pitch. So you've got the space out wide or over the top. And that is what's happening is one of those two, what's happened a lot with AJ this season, is she's had to make that decision of, well, do we, the two sit here together and kind of backtrack and try and, you know, and wait for them to come on us? Or do you commit and try and Cut them off, and she's come forward to cut them off, and hasn't done any just down to one player, and everyone else is chasing back. And so that's where we haven't quite had the pace. We're not saying like you know, AJ's not she's a right back for goodness sake, she's not like running in mud or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? It's just you, you need, with the way that we play, you've got to have that lightning pace, that's that little bit extra, um, that you know, what you need to have, Ashley, Ashley Neville type pace. Is, you know, the way I can describe it, where you can just... I remember when we, you know, that season in the championship and the amount of times was just a ball over the top out wide and she just ran on it and just was legs ahead of anybody with the ball, you know. And you need to have at least one of those. If you could get one of your centre... If you got 2 set the centre-backs in and one was the, the dominant force and one was the real pacey-zippy one, you could balance that then, couldn't you? You know, because... Especially if you're playing three at the back. Um, but we just, at the moment, we're, we're playing an incredibly high line, but it, it comes with it a massive risk because we don't quite have um, the, the the defensive kind of counter to it if it goes wrong. Um, so, yeah, I, that they, that is the two. Um, it's just I think when Amy comes back, we, we know she'll just slot straight back into the back three, but I'd actually quite like to see her back into the holding midfield role. Although, in all fairness, Chloe, i say, you know, Lewis away was Chloe's, Chloe offers best game for us by far. And she played well again on Sunday. And at the same time, she, you know, she needs to keep playing in that position. You're not going to build up form if you're not playing in it regularly. Um, But it's an option, obviously, because when Amy's back, as far as we where she's not back till the end of the month. And then, you know, fitness and all that. And you don't want to, you know, you've got to work her back in without don't aggravate it. So perhaps that's the time to have her. Like if when Chloe's tiring, you can bring Amy in, and you, you know, you're keeping it solid in that position. But, um, but yeah, you know, who knows? As I just say I, I don't know whether there's the funds to do it. I don't know what the, you know to do anything in this window, or whether we feel that the players are there to do it. Um, but it would be nice to, as I say, at the moment in time, it's still all to play for. You know, we we. We, although, I know we're not going to, you know, but the fact is we should be looking at it going, we could still win this league. So, if we can do something extra to to pep up the squad, because the thing is to say, injuries are creeping in the last few months and uh, Chloe Peplo made her return last night, which is fantastic. Um, But we've not, you know, she's a really good player that we just haven't been able to see enough of because injuries keep getting involved. Kirsty Barton wasn't there on Sunday. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know whether she's got a knock. We haven't had Rihanna all season. Uh obviously we've now lost Sibs for the whole for the whole rest of the season. It's a massive blow. She's I look to her, she's our uh, top for assists for us. Um and they've been one of our best players this season. And the you know I was going go somewhere with that, but yeah, but you know, we've had a lot of knocks. She, Kirsten went off on, on Sunday; she took a knock. I don't know how how she is. I see Ellie last night. We don't know the situation for Ellie and whether that's serious or not. So, um, you know, we, we we don't want to start getting towards the end of the season and we're kind of scratching around to to fill fill the squad, you know, fill the team on the days. So, um, it'd be nice if we could do something, um, but we are obviously just to have to wait and see what happens over the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, we've been unlu- really unlucky with injuries this season, haven't we? And um, <clears throat> although we don't really get the information, we don't know how serious things are. You know, there are certain um, there's certain examples. You just know from the fact that Amy was wearing a boot, wasn't she? And then Izzy, we know, was an ACL. Um, so it's just, yeah, we've not had an awful lot of luck really um, with with injuries. And Chloe Peplo was out for a long time. She started the season so well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the team is on, the, the, who's fit to play on Sunday. You know, um, because they are, you know, that game on Sunday's going to be tough, because especially in midfield, because they've got, they've got two of the best midfielders in the division, in Lily Ag and Amy Rogers. They're two outstanding players. Love watching them both play, and um, it, and if they if they get going, and we don't, you know, we and and we don't get a grip in midfield, then that's where we're going to have a lot of pressure problems at the back because they are just exceptional footballers. Um, Amy Rogers scores goals from all over the place. You know, she's, she scores a lot of goals from distance, but Lily Ag, I think is the player that makes them tick, you know? And I think, you know, she plays for Ireland. She's an international. She's a really good player. Um, I just think that if, if we don't get close to those two, then we're going to give ourselves some problems, but we've got the players to to, to stop them. You know, we've certainly got um, players who are coming into form, like you said, with Chloe Arthur been playing really well and then um, Chloe Peplo's now back um, I understand that for part of the game on yesterday she' moved back into central defense Chloe Peplo so um, so that will be interesting to see whether or not you know um, that's something that they will obviously clearly looking at um, so that'll be interesting to see how that transpires but I think if we can get our players back and we can get Ri Dean back into the uh, into the mix at some point, you know, in the next few weeks, then we'll have more options. Um, so, um, but Paige apparently played really well yesterday. She's, she just, you know, she's got, she's really getting her very pace. Good, and, Paige. Yeah, she's very, very quick. Um, so, you know, with Annabelle and Paige, and then we've got obviously Molly and um, Husey. we have got a threat, you know, we've got real threats and poly, even Polly's scoring goals now moving into that more forward um, position. So we've got our own threat, um, we just got to make sure we keep things tighter at the back, I think, And especially when you've got midfielders like Rogers and Ag who could just really exploit any any gaps. And you know, and that, that's the reason we lost five one last year because Amy Rogers and Lily Ag basically ran the game in midfield. You know, we couldn't get near them, so we got, uh, got to at, stop them.
0: Atlanta Primus as well. She, I think, it was yeah, at the, at the open game of the season. Her her pace in tricky was was causing us. She was stood out, didn't Yeah, but do you know what? I mean, you said about Chloe Peplow being tried out in centre back. Last, this is the thing, like we this is we need to stop playing. I mean, at this rate, by the end of the season, Coral, Coral's going to be playing at centre back. You know, we, it, we need to stop playing anyone that's not a centre back at centre back. They may be able to, I know these days players. I've said before, players can play in a variety of positions. And unfortunately, because information is so sparse on on signings and players and all sorts, we don't know whether actually they're they're better suited to players. But as far as we know, when Kirsty Riley signed, she's a midfielder. She's been playing in the defence for the last four or five games. AJ Jonas is a right-back. She got played this season at right-back. She's been playing as centre-back for the last three years. Chloe Peplow came in as a midfielder. I swear something I read said she's a winger, Um, but she came in as a midfielder. And now we're trying her at centre back. Play, you know, we need centre backs, actual centre backs. You know, what, what, is Molly Sharp going to play at centre back at some point? You know, we need. This is the thing. We need actual specialists in that role because it works. Gerard Reader might not play for six months. He can come in and do when we were in, in trouble and make an appearance at left back and have a good game. But when he then plays there for four games in a row, he 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 drops off and he's not that good. You know, he's not the same performance after once it starts being consistent because it works for that one occasion. We can't keep relying on putting different random people, midfielders who can play there, there. Do you know what I mean? It's, we need specialist backs. Um, but there, <laughs> um, but you're right. They are. I mean, let me, let me wheel out some, some, some stats. Slash info. Uh, So, obviously, this is the thing. London City are top of the table at the moment. So, we beat them on the opening day of the season. It's the first time we've beaten them as London City. Um, Obviously, we've beaten them as Millwall. um, But since they've become London City, that was the first time we would beaten them. uh, Which was the 1-0 win. Now, their home record this season in all competitions... Uh, is they've won three, drawn three and lost two. The two losses, uh, one was Brighton in the Country Cup and the other was us. So we're the only team in the league to beat them at home this season. In fact, we're the only team in the league after 10 games to beat them at all. They've only lost one game this season so far and that was us in the opening day. So that tells you how much of a a a, how well they're doing, but how much of a big result, what achievement it was, what we did opening day with a brand new team as well. Um, they only lost two games at home all last season. Uh, I know we're not playing them at home now, but I'm just I'm just trying to emphasise how good how good our result in the opening day was. Um, so yeah, they only lost two games at home for the whole of last season. Um, so far, they scored twenty, conceded seven. Um, and now, I've got I've got one stat that isn't the most exciting for well, probably not nothing exciting, but like not 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 the best for uh, for for up for the weekend. So their their top scorer uh, in the league at the moment is uh, Sarah Ewans, who's on six, and Amy Rogers is their second top scorer uh, on four. So Sarah Ewens is second in the championship. Um Shania Hales, who's got seven for Bristol City, is is leading the golden boot run at the moment in for everyone in the league. So their two top scorers have scored ten. We've scored a total of eleven <laughs> in in our in our first um like ten games I think we've played. Uh so Two of their players have scored one goal less than their entire team so far this season. Um, so yeah, um, not the not the uh, not not the stat that he wants to hear, but unfortunately, that is a stat nevertheless. Um, so yeah, they are they are a threat, and we lost. as I say we lost at home to a five-one last year. Um, we know how capable they are, um, but at the same time, is we are capable of beating them. You know, if we can, if we set ourselves up right and we, we don't do the silly things, we can keep ourselves solid and that. And we've got the players there. We, we've got the players in that squad offensively that should cause every team problems. You know, when you look at some of our options, shoesies, leading the line, Annabelle, Coral, Page. You know, moles to come on. We we've got the players that Polly was great at <laughs> as right effectively right midfielder slash right winger on the weekend. Um unfortunately we've lost Sibs, but you know, we've we've got players there who can really hurt teams. You know, we we we've got the capability, we've got the players in there. If we can get it right, that should be tearing up and scoring goals left right in the centre. Um but you know we we've got to be able to, it's that balance i said all season it's finding that balance of being able to do that and keep ourselves solid at the back and that's that's what we're not finding easy at the moment um but they are top of the table and as it will not be an easy game and we just we if we we just can't concede early that that is it for me i think if we concede early it's it could be a, a bad bad day but um we we just if we can keep it tight going, you know, we, we we've got to go into believe we can win. We've got to have that confidence because we can. No one is unbeatable in this league. We're the only team that's beaten them, for goodness sake, you know, on their patch without conceding. So, you know, we, we need to remember that and we need to look at how, you know, we lost we lost at home to Lewis four one in, in the cup and the following week went and beat them one 0 away. We can do that. You know, we need we can pick ourselves up, we can go, we've got the capability, it's just um having the belief in ourselves that to do it and, and, and we know that we know no matter what the players will fight for ninety minutes and they'll give us everything and um but you know it is gonna be incredibly tough. It's not the ideal first league game of the year, but then we get it out of the way, don't we? Um but I mean how fantastic would it be if we could go and, and beat them, do the double over them for the first time. Um, you know, and, and, and set ourselves up for the Coventry
1: away game. An amazing result if we do beat them again because as you say, you know, the the, the nine games in the league since we beat them, they've they've not lost. So um I do I do think that they probably got better as the season's gone on. And I don't think we've been as good as we were at the beginning of the season. I think we started off really well. We looked very good against Coventry at home, we looked very good at London City. I think we've had a few blips since then. You know, we've conceded 10 goals and lost four games. So I think um, it'd be great to start the new year in the league with a, with a win, though, and it'll really give us a boost. And actually, it will make that table much look much closer. I mean, I'd expect Bristol City to beat Coventry, so they're going to be on 23 points. If we don't, if we, you know, if we lose we're on 15 points and we're eight points behind Bristol City, then that's it. We're never going to catch them this season, unfortunately. You know, they're just not going to drop those points and we're not going to win every game. So um, it's a really important game for our season. This is, um for us to have a chance of finishing in probably the top three, I think we probably need to win um this game. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be really important. But, I've, yeah, I think, you know, I think if we get the first goal, you never know. I think it's it's all possible, really, and we we should be we should be confident for after last last Sunday as well. So let's hope we can do it.
0: Yeah, I'd be interested to see what formation we go with. If we go with four at the back, which I, I don't think is going to be the right thing to do against them. But If we did, then I'd like to see AJ at right back, uh, and have Phil yeah. and Lizzie as the centre backs and Felicity at left back for me. Yeah. Um, but if we go three at the back, then if fit everyone's fit as they're back three, I would like to see Kirsten Riley on the right of it, Philbs in the centre of it, and Lizzie on the left of it, and then you'd have Polly and um, Fliss as your wing backs. Um, but then I'd also like to see uh, Annabelle back in more centrally with um, with Hughes-y because I, I think that's the problem we one of the things is Hughes has been very isolated um, up front, which is why since the hat-trick, the goals haven't really come because, she, you know, she's um, kind of on her own up there. Um, she's having to come deep to get the ball and then she's not in the box for us to try and get it to her. And, and Annabelle um, has been playing wide in recent games, but when you look at what all the stuff she does, I mean, it's, it's wide with a bit of free roaming, but she causes the damage when she comes in, gets inside, and starts cutting through players. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested to see with, with, with how we go. Um, Chloe Peplow, she's fit that you know, if, if she's in midfield, could be a real real key for you know, she was superb up at London City, she was outstanding uh, against them, and um, we could really do with with, with, with her in there, um, because you'd, you'd end up. You know, if we had the five at the back then I'd have in the midfield, I'd have Chloe, um, Chloe, Chloe and Coral, the three C's um, in the heart of that midfield. So, you know, it would be interesting to see what we do. But as I say, we, we've got to go into it positive. Um, and, you know, it, it, I, I give it everything we've got. And um, it is, we can win. You know, we can win. Um, and that is the mindset we need to go with into it. Um, so with that, I will ask your prediction, of course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I, I think it does depend if we score first. I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. I think that we... are at the Desmond again. I know, I'm on the fence. I'm really sorry I'm sitting on the fence, but I just think that... Um, I think we, we we find it hard to keep a clean sheet. I think we've got goals... Um, I think they're, they're a very good attacking team and I think we've got goals within us. So I'm going to go for 2-2 and I'm going for Annabelle Blanchard and Hughes with the goals. Interesting.
0: I'm <sighs> See, I'm torn because it's one of those where it's got all the capability of going exactly how we did last season in terms of scoreline. Just because of the ability that they've got. Um, but at the same time, you know it, it could easily go it's got the capability of going the other way so and i'm gonna go with a positive um and i'm gonna say one nil i think if we win it London city don't ship many goals and it's going to be a tight field we're going to be it's gonna be we're gonna be battling and um i think one nil and i'm gonna say um Paige Bailey-Gale scores it second half comes on as a sub um scores in the second half and we win one nil that's what I'm going for. Positivity.
1: Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> right.
0: I am. Before I wrap things up, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to ask you, up until now, who your three candidates would be for a player of the season.
1: Well, I think... I'm still going to include her, even though she's injured, because I think she was so exceptional at the beginning of the season. So, um, I mean, unfortunately... Izzy won't win um, player of the season simply because she's not going to be playing for the rest of this season and you can't win it on the basis of just a few games at the beginning. But I'm actually going to put her in at the moment as things stand as in my top three. So I'm going for Izzy Sibley simply because um, she just had such a fantastic start to the season. She was absolutely brilliant. And if she carried on like that, she would have probably walked away with player of the season. So um, Izzy definitely um, Fran obviously has been a massively important signing for us in goal. I think she's been exceptional. Um, she's won us points really on her own. I mean, I know it's a team game and everyone has to put it there, put it there you, know, make, you know, make make the difference individually. But she stood out as being the one that's really sort of stood up and and, and, and made such vital saves at, at key points in a game, given us confidence. The penalty save at Durham was exceptional. She's just been brilliant. The away game at Lewis, she was absolutely outstanding there, made two or three amazing saves. So my second choice will be Fran. And then thirdly, um, it's more difficult. Um, I think it's, it's it's difficult because I I know how good Annabelle Blanchard is. I'm, I'm going to include Annabelle because I think she's absolutely brilliant. Um, but I just expect a bit more from her, actually. I think she could have scored more goals. I think she's missed a, a lot of chances. Um, I think her play's been exceptional. She still has scored goals, of course, as we know, um, including last weekend. Um, I think she's a fantastic player. So I'm going to put Annabelle Blanchard in there as my third choice. But I just think we've got more to see from Annabelle. I think there's a lot more goals. I think she could have. I think she could have scored more goals this season than she has. Um, and she creates chances for herself. And she is a brilliant um, footballer. I uh, love watching her play. I just wish she'd. I wish she'd score more goals because I think she's got it in her, and I think she should have scored more than she has this season. So those are my three really: Izzy, Fran, and Annabelle Blanchard. Who are your three?
0: Yeah, to be honest, we exactly the same. Um, not a cop out. That was that is who my three were before I would even asked. I just yeah. see for me, I'm, I'm, I'm not against Sibs winning it at the end of the season. I know what you're saying about obviously she, she would have missed out, but she's she's played but most of the first half of the season, and was one of our standout players, you know. And I I look at the contribution and what she's done and the the, the threat and what we the, the the what we're missing in with her not being there and stuff. And I I you know for me, it will be harder for her to win it because you'd expect with the amount of games left to go, the performances and um. You know, she obviously she'll be have to do those, but I think you know she's she's definitely in it right now, um, and I'd imagine when I come to do like I did last year, um, I do I'll do the, the the polls and the tw- Twitter like the, the you know the top eight and all that. She will probably, as it stands, be in that because I think she was so key and so outstanding um, that she you know she has to be mentioned in it. Um, I agree with you about uh, Annabelle. Um, she is an absolutely outstanding player. She's only 21, I believe. And when she gets on the book, she can dictate and dominate a game. And she will. go as The older she gets, as long as she stays fixed, that's the problem, isn't it? Is you don't like, you really get a, a bad injury, and it, it can sometimes tell those types of players. But if she can stay, you know, injury free, reasonably injury free, and she will be absolutely leading start, hopefully for us. Um, and, but you are right at the same time, she could have, she could be in double figures by right now with the chances that she's had of, she's hit the bar a couple of times and um, saves made. And, you know, she could easily be top of the charts in, in, for the league. Um, and hopefully Sunday will be the kickstart of that, of them, of them going in. She's been unlucky. Some, some of them, she's been really unlucky. You know, it's on another day, um, should have had at in games it's, it's crazy but um, but then at the sa- same time as well some of the games we've generally our forward play just hasn't been there so she'll do a bit of magic and it's, there's not really anyone to get on the end of it type thing so um, but she's definitely up in there at the moment and and Fran I mean I, I I can as you know if I was to say it now at this point in time if this year, the Eagle Eye View player of the season for the first time was a goalkeeper, it would not surprise me because, you know, you check clean sheet record this year, the penalties, some absolutely fantastic saves in games, you know, and just her, 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 her presence in there alone. And I said we we're very lucky because Natalia looks outstanding as well. But, um, you know, Fran has been absolutely key for us. Um, in, in games, so um, there's been a couple of games where it's kind of been her against a lot of, you know the opposition 11, so um, definitely those three at the moment without a doubt would be, would be my choices as well um, Right, with that said, uh, obviously we are playing this Sunday as I say, at Hayes Lane uh, don't let the main club fool you, we are playing at Hayes Lane uh, games there do exist and um, it is a six o'clock kickoff, so wrap up. But please come down, um, be a part of it, cheer on the player, cheer on the team, support the girls. Um, you know, and I I'm expecting a big turnout from London City as well. Um, I think I'm sure their <laughs> fans will flood down there. Um, yeah. so you know, let's this let's, let's, let's look, we 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 set the record twice this year, and I was at cellar list. Uh, but we've you know we've had eighteen thousand and nineteen. Uh, sorry, keep saying eighteen thousand. We've had eighteen hundred and nineteen hundred games this year. Those people need to start coming down the hay. Need to come regularly, go regularly. You know, keep. You know, the more noise we have, the more the better it's going to be. You know, and it's going to spur those players on. And let's, let's you know, this' just let's really back the team. So please get down there on Sunday. Um, we did at uh, last Sunday. We did the we had the one love armbands on. Um, obviously feel you weren't able to do it but I don't know whether because you weren't able to air yours, whether you wanted to wear yours on Sunday and if you do I'll wear mine as well um, I mean I've got to play wearing it now to games in general um, but I don't know what you want to do with that or if you want to give yours yeah, a little I, run
1: out Yeah I think I will because I haven't had a chance to wear it so I think I will support the One Love initiative and shame that uh, it wasn't allowed in the Men's World Cup but um, we can certainly make up for that, so I think I will wear it on Sunday. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, I'll wear mine, and we can do. Although well, in the dark now, but like like we had on Sunday, the, the photo looks like a knockoff MS and advert uh, for old spice <laughs> or something like that. But um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get we'll get a photo done on that. So yeah, we, we wear the armbands again Sunday, um, and yeah. So just everyone get down there for the game, and uh, let's. Rawson, we're getting three points. We're beating the league leaders on Sunday. We're doing a double over them. We're going to go on a run. We're winning the league. But here we go. Uh, we're going to win the FA Cup as well. And I, uh, I'm going to end it there. So, <laughs> when I burst of euphoria. So, no, but it is honestly, I know, you know, we, we, we I know sometimes we sound like we're being probably really negative. We, we, we're being honest with gains because, you know, we have to be realistic. We are look, London City. Have been a top team for years. I came like second last year. You know, the top of the table. Um, they've beaten good teams this season. They've only lost one game to us. They've got some really good players, and and our form has been hit and miss this season. There's, there's no two ways about that, you know. So it is one of those games where we could easily go and win, or we could easily go and you know take a heavy defeat. It, who knows, you know? But let's let's get down there and support everybody and 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 push for that positive result. Um, with that said, thank you to everyone who's listening to this whether it's you're listening to it on the repeat on twitter or whether you listen to us on spotify as i always say we are free on spotify free it does not cost you a penny to listen to these podcasts on spotify and you can subscribe to us and if you subscribe then you get notified as soon as the pod is posted so uh, yes yeah, so i thank you to everybody um hopefully more of you tune in for for this year um you know, and we'll hopefully we can come up with some new new initiatives to do talk about as well on these shows and um, some exciting things that we can do over the year. Um, but looking forward to it, looking forward to see what we do. Um, and hopefully we start 2023 league-wise with three London derby points on Saturday. It's a London derby, they're in Dartford. Don't, they know the name, they're not a London team. <laughs> but, you know, uh, a London Kent, a, a kind of Kent derby because technically Bromley is Kent. Hazes Kent technically on a, on um, the addresses, so you know we'll call it a Kent derby uh, um, so yeah with that no thanks everybody and, and thanks always so Phil I'm glad you, you're you feeling better enough to come on today and, oh uh, thanks mate. Uh obviously next time if you cannot embarrass by waiting dinner at the start of it yeah and,
1: I'll, try um... to, I'll try to time it a bit better <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was, I was I was I was fooled by the early start, earlier start of seven o'clock. So, I think I will yeah, finish early work. Early and, yeah, one. I know. Making excuses, I know.
0: Right. So thanks as always, and uh, we'll see you down there for Palace's one 0 win on Sunday. <laughs> Brilliant. Cheers, Mike. Cheers, Phil. Take care, and come on, you Palace. <laughs>